Good morning, sunshines, and welcome back to the A Beautiful Beginning podcast. This is your host, Shakia. I just wanted to come in this morning and share some sunshine with you. Um, I wanted to remind you all to continue to push forward, continue to strive to be the very best version of yourself daily, and don't give up on yourselves. So I think I shared that I was doing like a reset for my body mind and spirit financial everything and one of the main one of the areas that I was trying to reset is my physical body like seeing myself like gain the weight that I gained not feeling as well being very fatigued having a lot of swelling like lower extremity swelling just really really not feeling my best and knowing that it just was not who I was like it's just not where I need to be I decided to do a total reset um and thank god I had the summer to kind of like mess up and get myself together um because sometimes we don't like usually I'm very very busy with school work and trying to be a mom and so this summer gave me the um time to thank god for my parents my mom and my stepdad for keeping the twins so it gave me the time to just get back to myself and do a lot of things I need to do and stay on track with school um so needless to say I am down 13 pounds which you cannot see it it's honestly probably in my big toe but girl it's the swelling that's gone from the ankles it is you know feeling like wow I can just wake up the pain is still there but not as bad You don't know what 10 pounds of weight does to your body until you have like literally like joint pains and stiffness and just able to just wake up and just boom, let's go. And so it was just a great thing, a grand, grand thing to get on the scale and see that I was down 13 pounds. Um, And I'm just so ecstatic about it. I'm like so very, very thankful to God that I'm able to get there and do this and be able to have the reset because a lot of times you're not allowed a reset you know um if you're not on this side of the earth you're six feet under right so if you didn't get it right and you didn't take care of yourself and listen to the signals and the signs and guess what you're six feet under and you don't get that chance to reset so think about it that way like if you're given another day you're given another chance so go ahead and get out there and do what you need to do Um, One thing I wanted to leave with you today is that a lot of times for us to move forward, we have to die to the things that were keeping us back and holding us back. So this morning I sat down and had a, a nice little moment of meditation and I felt like it was really, really good for me. But I want to say that when you have to die to the things that are holding you back, it's not always easy. Because those could be the very things that you see kind of like every day. It could be your spouse. It could be something going on with your children or your job or whatever the case may be. But you're going to have to find a way to die to those toxic situations that hold you back and push yourself forward. You know, the demand, the love, the respect um, that you need. You know what I'm saying? Um... I was listening, and this is a sidebar, I was listening to two different um, ministers talk about love and marriage. And Keon, Pastor Keon was talking about it, which was taken from Dr. Miles Monroe, who talked about it. 
And I hear a lot of people say that, like, ministers need to stick with just the Bible. No, 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 no. The first ministry in the Bible was marriage. Like, if you really understand how it's set, like, to see the family fall apart is literally like, you know what I'm saying? Like, if you can't keep the family together, then how are we going to keep the church together, the body of the church together? You know what I'm saying? When families are falling apart. So one of the biggest things that Satan does is come in to kill, steal, and destroy marriages and and tearing down families. And so, um, you know, not understanding that, you know, I understand. But if you understand just how important it is for God to have strong families in the body of Christ, um, I'm telling you, you will understand why Satan works so hard to tear them apart. So needless to say, one of the things that they were talking about was the difference between how men love and how women love. And so they're saying that, you know, a man more so craves respect than he does love. And a woman craves what she thinks is respect, but she wants a higher regard, you know, a sense of safety and support from her husband. And I know that rub a lot of women the wrong way, especially feminists, especially feminists, especially feminists, because in their mind, oh, how dare you say we don't have feelings that we shouldn't be respected, but it's not that way. Women, well, for me, I'm going to just speak for me. Respect for me from a man comes a different way. That's honesty. Okay. That's you being committed, being honest, that's you being supportive. Um, that is you loving me, loving on me, you know, um, wanting me, desiring me. That's something that I need, a man to have a high regard for me. And so for me, it's different, I guess, for a lot of other, I guess, feminists who feel like, well, you just need to respect me and listen to what I say and da 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 Because for me, just being able to spend time with that man that listens to me, that you know what I'm saying? You know, he says, babe, it'll be okay. I, I understand you're just going through this or that. He offers his support. He pours out his love. You know, um, when I think about my um, love language, like touch, you know, like him being affectionate and loving and um, a man that communicates, he's open and honest about where he's going, what he's doing and what his intentions are up front. And always keeping it there so that I am aware that this is who I, this is who he is and there's no change in that. And being consistent, not in just what he says, but in what he does, because he understands as a man of God that that's something that I, I need. Not that I desire, but I need it. I need for him to be upfront and honest and committed and consistent. Okay, because that that honestly breaks down that wall of trust where there are walls that women put up where we don't trust you. We're just like kind of, I don't know about that. You know, it breaks down that wall and it breaks down that wall that allows a woman to feel more love, to feel safe and secure in who she is and who you are to her. Okay. Because by herself, she's whole. Okay. But with you, you're a great asset to her life. And when you see it that way, and you see that you're her protector, you're her provider, you're her caregiver, you're the one that's supposed to love her as God loved the church and not be sitting here stripping her of everything she is. And then saying, Oh, well now you're good to be a wife. No, 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 no. When you understand that you'll understand that when you allow that woman to like drop those walls, then you'll see where like, 
things happen for you too. And so you'll see where the man is, is continuously getting the respect and he's getting the high regard that he truly desires. And it translates as love because he knows that this woman truly does care about him. She has a high, high level of respect for him. And the way that she cares for him, she cares for his children, the home, everything. You know what I'm saying? And so that type of man just don't go with every woman. That type of woman don't go with every man. So it's just the fact that there are so many strongholds trying to tear the institution of marriage down that a lot of times it sounds and feels like those people don't exist and that there are no good men, there are no this, there are no that. It's a lot of good guys out there. But they just have never learned how to truly love a woman. They've never learned how to have a high regard for the right woman and how to, you know, approach her and how to be, you know, like I said, they don't understand that a woman desires consistency. She don't just need it, not just want it. She needs it. So it's a difference between a want and a need. I might want to go to, you know, Neiman Marcus and shop, but I don't need to go to Neiman Marcus and shop. You understand what I'm saying? So it's a difference between a want and a need. I may want to buy a new car, but I may not need to buy a new car. So it's a difference. And so when you understand that that is something that the woman needs and we need to see that, we need to know that he cares, he adores us, he loves us. He has a high regard for us. There's nothing too hard for this man when it comes to you know, pulling out the chair for us. Like I said, the guy that I dated, Lord knows, I don't know. He um, he had a lot of good attributes. And that's what I really, really liked about him because, like, he greeted me. And, you know, a lot of women say, I don't need all that. Girl, I'm a girl. I'm a woman. Yes, you do. Stop telling these men to not be a man to you. Stop it. Um, let them be a man to you. You're a woman. He should greet you. When you walk up to the table, he should get up and greet you. He should pull your chair for you. He should open doors for you. I mean, if you are coming into the house and you got a bunch of bags, he should go out and be like, no, I got that, babe. I got that. Just get your, I got that. I'll get the bags. He should not allow you to do all those things. He's a man. He's a man with strength. I don't care if you have it. He should be able to go out and do it. You know what I'm saying? Like he should look out for you. He should be ready to, you know what I'm saying? Like it's kind of like a good daddy to his little girl and making sure that she has everything that she needs is the same way that your husband is supposed to be to you. He makes sure that all your needs are met and he doesn't leave you to just do everything. You know, if I got a whole big thing of groceries, I went and got a, a trunk full of groceries to, you know, put up and I got to do all this and I got to cook today. My husband should be willing. I don't care what the hell he watching on TV, how tired he is. He know I got some groceries. He know the, the food, the groceries going to be cooked. He going to get him a good meal later on today. He should be willing. He should be willing to get up off his butt and get out there and get those bags of groceries and take them in for me to allow me time to put my purse down to relax and you know what I'm saying? Kind of unwind. You know what I'm saying? Go to the bathroom if you got to get you a drink of water, whatever. Do what you got to do because you know when you come back, you got to prepare a good meal for your husband. And later on, there's some other things that he may want too. And so you're relaxed. You know that he takes care of you the same way you take care of him. You have a high regard and respect for him and you thank him. 
The same way he thinks you, baby, that was a good meal. I really enjoyed that meal. You say, thanks, babe. Thank you so much for getting these um, groceries from me. Thank you so much for opening the door. It's so crazy how we got to a point where those things are like, that's too much. But anyway, <laughs> getting back to it is that sometimes you have to die to the things that don't serve you. Oh, wow. So if you are one of those people that just don't want to be in a situationship or constantly go back and forth with family members or your baby daddy or your coworkers, you're always irritated when you go to work. It's something about that situation that you're going to have to die to. You may have to walk away from it for a while, you know, um, you know, like people would say you can pick your friends, but you can't pick your family. So even if you and say your sister or brother is not getting along right now, you may need to take a step back and say, you know what? I'm going to take a step back before I say something that's going to hurt his or her feelings. You know, before I say something that's going to hurt my sister's feelings, before I say something that will hurt my brother's feelings, let me take a step back. Okay? Let me take a step back and learn how to love myself learn how to feed my own spirit nurture my own soul you understand what i'm saying let me get to a good place and build a good grounding let me do that before i can try to get in here with you because sometimes when you get in there with the other person it's not always the best it's not always the best because you could be coming in with some good intentions of really squashing the beef and that person could still honestly have a lot of evilness and spitefulness and just, you know. And so you got to think about it. Like if they're not willing to meet you halfway, you need to step back. You need to step back. And it's nothing else that you can do. I think a lot of times we beat ourselves up because we can't make the other person see who we are and see the beauty in us being in a good place. But that's not for us to do. That's not for us to do. It is so important for us to understand the beauty in who we are and the beauty in walking away and not necessarily letting go, but just stepping back. You understand what I'm saying? There's a lot that can be done when you just step back and say you know what I for one can't be doing all this by myself (laughs) um I'm just gonna let him or her figure this out because we're not gonna go back through this you know rigmarole of you did this and you did that and we're not gonna do this and so when you get to a point where you realize like okay I'm not going to allow this person to continuously take me down this this dead end street i'm gonna die to this i'm gonna let all those emotions go i'm gonna set them on fire throw them on in the pit and leave it there and just go i am not going to sit here and send my soul to hell let my spirit be deteriorated you know my joy is leaving my peace is leaving my clarity is leaving because i can't get this person to see who I am and where I am and they don't see the beauty in us being in a good you know what I'm saying like safe healthy space and so it's okay to walk away just know that sometimes when you have to die to certain things 
the other person, like say for instance, if this is like a situation, like I said, with a brother, sister, or spouse, um, you may have to step back a minute. You know what I'm saying? You may have to step back. Now in a marriage, I'm not married, but I honestly understand how that's difficult because you can't just not talk to that person. Y'all live in the same house. You have a covenant with them, sexual communication, everything. You can't just like, we're just going to leave it where it is. I ain't talking to you. I'm sleeping in the other room. You can't do that. You're going to have to be able to come to the table sooner than later. And so I would say as a wife, make a covenant with your husband that we talk about the things that we don't want to talk about, even when we don't want to talk about it. But we do it when we have a clear mind, okay? Like, if it's not a good time to discuss it today, step back. Just know, like, just know your emotions. I, that's something I'm very bad with. When I pop off, girl, I pop off. I get mad at the man, and I'm just like, Bah-da-da-da-da. And later I realized I probably should have just waited because I'm not as mad about that right now. Once I thought about it, it's like, well, I could see his point. But if I'm popping off at the mouth because what he said right here and right now was mean and hateful, my response is going to be the. And so I thought about it and I said, you know what? Honestly, that's something that I'm going to have to die to. I can't do that because what I'm saying right here, right now matters to me right here, right now in this moment. But give it like, you know, 24, 48 hours. I realized that, hey, he was right. He was. Um, Certain things he said weren't right, but there were certain things that I could understand why the person said it. Like, say, for instance, your husband says, you know, um, I'm not cheating. I'm not out there in the streets, but I can honestly say I am tempted. You know, it's like every time I come home, we arguing all the time. You never listen to anything that I say. It's always what your friends say, what your mama say. It's never us having the having the conversation and trying to work it out. And so it's like I'm competing against your friends and family for a place for you, for a place with you. And we can't just sit down and have a conversation and agree on anything. Like everything is, well, my mama said so-and-so and my, my sister said this and my, my, my girlfriend said this, 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 and that. And these people are constantly, you know, looking for flaws in me so they can come back to you and say, well, I think this is what he's doing. And, you know, he's basically saying, you know, I'm tired. I am tired of fighting this fight. And then for a lot of women, of course, feminists, it's like, well, you know what? That don't mean you have to cheat. Okay, let's be realistic here. Let's be, and it's not, no, I'm giving a pass to a man to cheat. Let's be realistic. (sighs) If you lived in a house with a man who constantly had a total disregard for your feelings, um, he was always out there with somebody else. Total disregard. Um, You initiated sex a lot. He don't want you. He want his girlfriends on the side. You cook, you clean, you take care of the children. He doesn't acknowledge it. He doesn't um, thank you for a good meal. He'll sit and eat everything. Won't say thank you, nothing. Get up, go to bed. Get up, go out and, and, and sleep with one of his other girlfriends. But you're the one who cooks his meals. You're the one who takes care of his children. You're the one who takes care of the home. 
that is going to wear you down. I don't give a crap what anybody says, how much money that man has is going to wear you down mentally until it in a lot of times in a woman translates as bitterness, which then leads to evilness. And so this man, like he don't know, but his life is on the line, girl. His life is on the line because that woman is really at a point where she almost really want to kill him because it's like every single day you have a total disregard for what you say to me, what you do to me, and you don't care. And so to a fool, he'll walk in and out of that house and feel like whatever and not understand that the woman has feelings. And it's a thin line with a lot of women between love and hate, okay? So whereas you're sitting here thinking she's just going to put up with it, and things just all of a sudden start happening to you. Um, you know, this woman is smart enough to get out of the marriage and be able to take what she wants financially. You never thought she would do it because you thought she was stupid. She was just going to continue to leave, you know, let you, um, she's going to continue to stay and let you treat her the way that she did because you always have gotten away with it. So think about it. As a woman, that made you mad thinking about that scenario. So think about a man who constantly comes home to a woman who he's not cheating on. He's working around multiple women. He's seen multiple women and he's not messing with any of those women. But he has a desire to have sex. He has a desire to eat a good home cooked meal. He has a desire to come home to a nice clean home and his wife is listening to all her feministic friends and mother who may not have a husband who may just run their house however whatever the case may be it's a different scenario and he comes home every afternoon after he's been in meetings all day being racially profiled berated because he's a black man and a um majority white business or or um you know what I'm saying? Or profession. And he's coming home with all the stresses of the world on him. And he's saying, babe, you know, he walks up to you and says, hey, baby. And you're like, well, I ain't got time for that right now. I, it's a lot of stuff I got going on. And it's like, wait a minute. All I did was walk up and kiss you on your neck. You know? And this goes on for months. And she says, I'm not fucking with him because... You know, the bottom line is, I don't know what he's doing out there. I suspect something. But he has told you, I'm not doing anything. Yes, I work with other women. Sometimes I have to work late. He can bring you receipts. He even tells you, look, if you are so unsure of what I'm doing, come by the office. I got to work till 6 o'clock tonight. You know, I'm normally off around 5, but tonight I got to work an extra hour. I got all this stuff I got to do. You show up just to see that he's there. Oh, I just want to make sure, but I, I don't know what, what time you leaving. Da, 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 da. It's a lot of stress and strain on that man. You don't think one of the women in that office ain't going to notice he's stressed. You don't think one of those hoes are going to walk in there with a, a nice meal for him when it's late one night? Exactly. You got to be 10 sharp, my dear. A lot of women would say, I don't have to do that because these men are, no, 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 no. You're not being loved the right way. I've said this for years to myself and I believe it now more than ever. If a man loves you and loves you the right way, you will do those things for him. Yes, you will. Yes, you will. 
You won't have a problem doing all the things sexually that he likes. You won't have a problem cooking his favorite meals. You won't have a problem getting them kids in their place and saying, look, daddy's tired. Go ahead and, and do this, this, and that. Let's go ahead and go to bed because you know you got to have time with your husband. You're not going to have a problem doing those things for him because he's going to take care of you. He's going to love you and have a high regard for you. A higher level of, you know what I'm saying? Would you consider respect for you? Like this man dotes on you. He grabs you. He rubs on you. He loves on you. He shows you affection. You know what I'm saying? You're not going to have a problem with that. He loves having you because he knows you're going to look the part. When you walk out, you're not scaring him and his friends. When you walk out, you, you show up and you show up really good. And so the thing about it is, is that when you take care of yourself and you have fun taking care of yourself, he has fun taking care of you. And then you in turn have fun doing for him. Like if he has to work until six and he tells you I got to work until six today, you say, okay, well, I'll come by. And he said, okay, babe. And you go by and you take him his favorite meal and you sit there with him and he's doing his work and he's getting everything done and you can just sit there. I don't care if you're sitting there reading a book, you know, you got the babysitter with the kids or grandparents keeping the kids and you're sitting there with him and you see what he's doing and what he's going through. He's asking you questions. You may, a lot of times, Some of the smartest men need very, very strong, smart, intelligent women to help them through and troubleshoot. So it may be a project that he has on the line and he never thought about something from a certain perspective. And then he runs it past you while he's sitting there mulling over it. And it's like, boom, light bulb, you know, the light bulb goes off. He's like, babe, you just saved me so much time. Like, I've been trying to do this for weeks, and all you did was show up here. That's why I love you. It's, that's why I love you. Girl, in the next day, you know, y'all go home, you have good sex, and the next day, you got you a new gift. You got you some beautiful, some beautiful flowers. You got the new bag, the Valentino that you wanted, whatever. You got whatever it is because he adores you. He loves you. He, he feels... That you're a gift, like he understands that you're a gift, okay? He, he, he honestly, you know, has a high regard for the woman that you are. That's who the Proverbs 31 woman was, okay? The Proverbs 31 man had no problem seeing his wife work and love and, and do everything that she needed to do outside of him. He just liked the fact that she was still able to do those things and she took care of him too. Remember, she took care of her family. She took care of her husband. She took care of her his, her kids. She took care of her home. She didn't leave it to someone else to do. She did it. You understand what I'm saying? And she sacrificed probably time here and there, but she did not sacrifice her husband. She did not sacrifice her children. And that's one of the things that I've always said, like if I were to ever get married, um, is that I am not sacrificing my husband and I'm not sacrificing my children. Um, having a summer to myself was a great thing, honestly, to be able to send the kids off for the summer. And I probably do it more often because it's something that you need. Like for parents, we need to whew, take that time. And if you can do it, honestly, do it. Um, get these kids in other activities so they're just not sitting around the house all day. And you have to have a life outside of your kids, too. And that's something that I had to learn, that I had to have a life outside of my girls. 
um, because eventually they're going to have lives outside of me. <laughs> like, you know, now it's like, oh, mommy, mommy, mommy. But the teenage years are coming, whereas child, bye. You know, whereas don't come in my room. I don't want to talk to you. Those days are coming, you know. And so I know that it's important for me to develop a good, strong sense of self and have my own identity outside of my kids so that I'm not like mulling over them all the time and that we have our own like separate you know what I'm saying um I don't know we have our own separate lives but we're together so and that doesn't mean I let them just go and do whatever they want to do it means that I'm raising my children to have the, the the depth the grounding that they need the backing that they need in Christ and learning who they are and loving who they are so that when they are out by themselves I can trust them without having to be in their presence all the time now I might not trust everybody else's out there but I I will trust them and I will equip them you know what I'm saying in a way that they will know like you know what I don't think this is a good idea mommy says so-and-so wasn't a nice person to be around because she's always doing this 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 and that and you know what I'm saying like being able to make the, the right decisions to you know keep them because it's not so much a lot of times you think about your kids being the worst there is no I think about some of these other people who ain't being raised and who not being loved and because of that lack of love and that lack of instruction they go out and do anything um so yeah anyway that took us 30 minutes child all around the road and back but I just wanted to say that sometimes you have to die to the thing that's keeping you down and that could be overeating. That could be, like I said, um, approaching situations with your spouse, with your family member in a way that just doesn't serve you best. And I was thinking about a situation myself where I can tell that I, over time, had gotten very bitter over something because I just never felt like it was an, a good thing. And it doesn't mean that what you're upset about isn't true and that it is not like it's not a how can I put it like when I was listening to Transformation Church and they were talking about Forgiveness University Michael Todd gave a good illustration of it in that there are some things that like are offenses against you like people put fences against you okay and then there are some times when you put fences against like you put fences up yourself so you block yourself in because you're so bitter and you're experiencing so much pain regarding something that someone else did but the majority of that fence is you not letting go of what that person said or did and so I have to deal with that and that's something that I'm continuously trying to like back away from and it was just confirmed like I just need to let it go because for one it does not mean and he was very very clear with this it does not mean that that person was not wrong because yes, a lot of times they are wrong for what they say and do. They are, okay? That is like, for instance, a child that was molested, a child that was abused or whatever the case may be or neglected. What you felt or what you experienced was real. No one should tell you that that doesn't matter. What you experienced was real, okay? But what he's saying is that you cannot allow that moment in time to stifle your growth moving forward that moment in time it happened it's something that you didn't ask for yes they caused an offense against you but you don't have to keep it and you don't have to carry it for the rest of your life you can let it go you can just let it go 
brush it off and let it go. It's not easy. I am here to tell you I have some offenses and it is hard to let it go. It is very hard to let it go. Um, However, I want to read something to you because I really feel like a lot of times when you get offenses against you, you don't understand where it may be coming from. But this is one perspective. Okay, this is just one perspective of those offenses. And then we'll kind of just, you know, leave it at that for the day that. This one person, it was a Lisa Bilyeu. Um, She has radical, it's like she has a book, Radical, radical Com- Confidence, sorry. And it's someone that I follow, like one of the people I follow on YouTube. I listen to their stuff here and there. And one of the things that she posted a few days ago was their inability to celebrate you shouldn't take away from your own ability to celebrate yourself. So in a bigger message at the bottom, she says, if people have insecurities, they may not be able to see how see past how your growth highlights their failures. So let me say it again. If people have insecurities, they may not be able to see past how your growth highlights their failures. So this is the part that really gets it for you, okay? With that Forgiveness University. Approach them with utter kindness. Do not, do not though, but do not, okay? You approach them with utter kindness. You do not go toe to toe. When they go low, you don't go low, you go high. You don't dismiss what they're doing. You know exactly where they're coming from. Okay, you know exactly why they're constantly saying these things, exactly why they're acting the way that they're acting. You do not dismiss it. You see it, but you don't have to react to it. And you do not, you do not, you do not let them diminish your accomplishments. Do not let them make you feel bad for what you've been blessed to have to get, to possess whatever it is, whether it be a husband, whether it be children, whether it be a home, a car, a life, a career, do not let them make you feel bad for what God has given you. Do not. They're just on the outside looking at the highlights of your life when they did not see you go through your valley lows. They did not see your cries. They did not hear you cry out. They did not know the demons that you had to fight. Okay? To get to where you are. Do not. Do not. Do not let them diminish what God has given you. Do not. But approach them with kindness. Because honestly, you understand where they are and where they're coming from. And honestly, it's in one of those verses where it says, forgive them, Lord, for they, for they don't know what they do, for they know not what they do. Forgive them, forgive them, Lord, for they know not what they are doing. It is a heart that is is cold. It is bitter. It is evil. It is jealous. It's filled with envy and hatred. They don't understand. They don't understand. They're watching the highlights of my life. 
they were not there for the for the valley lows. So forgive them. That is all I had to come for and come with today. I mean, it's been 35 minutes, y'all, and I said it was going to be a snippet. So that's it. I want y'all to just die to those things. Die to those things that do not serve you. Do not go for another day. Think about how you can be better managing who you are instead of trying to manage others. Manage you, okay? I cannot do anything about who they are. Serenity prayer, manage you, okay? Manage how you feel about you. You feel good about you, you're going to attract those good vibes in your life. Good people who feel good about you or feel good about themselves, you're going to attract them into your life. But when you're constantly trying to understand why they do this, you're bringing that chaos and that conflict, that confusion into your life. Let it go. As I'm speaking to you, I'm speaking to me because it's God's desire for all of us, not just me, it's for you too, to shine bright. Have a great day.